This is 1 in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. 1 in 44 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and this morning I'm speaking with one of my longtime colleagues, Kathleen Marshall, Director of Program Services at Anderson. Kathleen, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. It's nice to see you here on Zoom. Um, so Kathleen, I know that uh, you, I've been here 16 years. You've been here longer than that. Um, you were one of the first people that I met when I joined the Anderson team. And I know you've got a long history of uh, time deep into program here at Anderson. Um, and then as of now, you're very heavily involved with our consulting um, and, and training department. So I'm going to ask you to just take a few minutes and go over a little bit about yourself and your history here at Anderson and the evolution and growth of um, Anderson's consult- the consulting department. Sure. Um, so I started out my career as a special education teacher, primarily working with children with developmental disabilities, autism, even before um, kids had that classification. Um, and that's just my, been my passion forever. I love teaching. I think I have a teaching brain. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I entered into this field. Uh, in 1999, I came on board at Anderson as the quote-unquote education specialist. My job was really to help teachers understand how to teach children on the spectrum. And from there, I took on a number of different roles in in a a leadership capacity and grew over time uh, to work not only in a school setting, but with our children's residential program, and then eventually with our adult program. And then about five years ago, I was presented with the opportunity to come on board our Anderson Consulting Department team. And that has been just so much fun for me. Um, I get to do many, many different things. I wear different hats within the same day, um, which is great. And the reason I really enjoy it is because what we do is so diverse. Mm -hmm. So we have a a grant through Dutchess County through the Think Differently Initiative, um, thanks to Mark Molinaro. And that uh, affords us the opportunity to provide training to businesses and organizations within Dutchess County um, at no cost to them. And we work with them to be autism supportive to their customers and to offer um, maybe a a more enhanced um, experience at their business. We also work with many school districts in a, a large geographic area. Um, you know, our, our kiddos are, are complex and school districts are trying to do be- the best they can to educate those students. And sometimes they need, you know, uh, a little a little resource information. Um, they might need some training, some education. So we work and partner with lots of different school districts in the area. We also have a grant through uh, the Office for People with Developmental Disabilities um, through a family support services grant that help allows us to go into families' homes and not work directly with an individual, but to impart training and education to their caregivers. 
And the reason I really appreciate that opportunity is because a lot of our families are struggling just with everyday life. And then um, when they have a, a child with autism or some other neurodiversity, that just adds a, another layer of complexity. And if we can be, you know, the people to help them figure out some of the, the, the things that they're dealing with, then we're happy to do that. A lot of it is just reaffirming what parents already know uh, just to, so that they can trust their gut. Um, sometimes it's just bringing in some new ideas, some, some new supports that they hadn't thought of or didn't, or didn't know existed. So it's all about optimizing the quality of life for individuals with um, autism or neurodiversities, whether that's when, you know, in a restaurant, in their own home, at the dinner table, or in their school. So that's kind of what we do in a nutshell. Yeah, a big nutshell. Um, <laughs> no, that's great. I I, uh, I want to add one other thing that I know related to the um, the autism supportive environment training and the, the various programs that fall under that, because uh, you also have uh, helped the village of Rhinebeck. Um, just north of our main campus here at Anderson um, to become an autism supportive community, which I think was really spectacular and has had a lasting impact. Yes. Um, and, uh, and so that's, I mean, it's really branched off in so many cool ways. I love that. It is. Yeah, that's just another example of uh, one of our autism supportive programs. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, autism supportive environment training, which I mentioned, mm -hmm. the community, um, health care and first responder training. And the autism supportive first responder training is very popular. We've been able to work with a lot of first responders in the area, and we hope to branch out um, into other areas in the country as well. That's really uh, exceptional. And you you know, we know a lot of the same people and have talked to a lot of the same people, mainly, I think, families who've had a loved one who's been in a crisis situation or maybe a right. minor, uh, but a car accident or possibly even eloped from their home and yeah. an unsafe situation, uh, sometimes near water or perhaps a, a steep drop off point somewhere and have had to interact with uh, with first responder responders. And if there is one thing that is like so sort of black or white, it's either going to go well and, and the outcome is going to be positive or it's not going to go well. And the risk to that individual becomes so enormous, possibly right. even leading to a, a death, um, which we've seen. I think the impact of those trainings for first responders is really, um, really super important. And, and I've had the pleasure of uh, interviewing some of the first responders who've gone through your training on this podcast. Oh, um, And one actually stands out as, as uh, they all sort of say, look, look, we're, we welcome this. We want this. We need this. We recognize that it's not something that's part of our sort of general training leading into the, the job that they have. Um, but we've had some really cool conversations about how first responders have the responsibility of both making split-second decisions, yes. but also having that part of their brain that's devoted to slowing a situation down somehow to leave room for what am I missing? What might be right. going on here that I'm not necessarily realizing this second and it's i've just loved those conversations so yeah no i'm that's that's really important i'm glad you pointed that out and we we uh, had a nice story shared with us recently uh we provided sensory kits to some first responders in a nearby county and a few months ago there was a young boy with autism who had gone missing mm -hmm. um and everyone was looking for for this little boy first responders found him and offered some items from the sensory kits that we provided 
And it really, they told us it really helped calm him down and kind of buy them some time until his mom was able to get there. I mean, it only took her a few minutes, but they, they remarked on how that was such a big help to them. Yeah. So yeah, a few minutes can be life or death, honestly, right. um, In that situation. So that's great. And, and um, I'm excited that that's continuing. Um, We only have a couple minutes left in our first half of the show. And so what I'd love for you to do is quickly, can you just give us a, a quick intro to the members of Anderson's consulting team. I know, I know you were one, but who are your colleagues that might be out there consulting in a school district or working with a family um, or working in a community or first responder training? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm glad you asked that question. I was just thinking about the fact that in, within our department, it's a small department, but we have decades of experience working with individuals with various needs, neurodiverse needs. Um, my background, as I said, is special education, school administration. Um, we have two BCBAs are board certified behavior analysts and a licensed behavior analyst that works with us. We have a school psychologist on our team, um, as well as a, a new addition to our team who is working towards a BCBA and is also a parent of a, a young child with autism. So I'm, I'm excited about that addition because she brings, you know, a lived experience with this that um, I think she shares with all the people that she interacts with. So, um, and then we have our, our team hub, as I call her, um, Lisa Sazinski is the yep. person who makes it all happen. So she does, she definitely does. Um, that's cool. And I love the fact that, that you have uh, a member of the team who's also a parent because not only would I think that she brings a unique perspective, but also when interacting with other parents, yes, you might be hesitant still to accept services or to recognize right. that it could be helpful or um, may, may still be afraid of sort of the stigma of saying, yes, this is who this person is coming into my home, or this is, yeah. somebody, you know, who, who uh, my district has, has hired to work with, you know, my child's classroom. Um, I find that parents also often can just make each other feel much more comfortable about yes. that. So, um, so that's great. What a nice team. Um, I know that the, the program, the group has grown still small, but certainly has grown um, over the years. So that's good. Yes. Um, we're, in the last minute or so, I just wanted to highlight one other thing um, before we take a quick break, which is you do, and I think this shift during COVID, you now do in-person trainings, which you had to take a pause from for a while, right? But you developed some online trainings, which I think were sort of forced because of COVID, but have really become a huge resource. Yes. Um, prior to COVID, all, just about all of our trainings that we would offer to school districts or other agencies or community members were in person. Uh, and during uh, COVID time, it gave us an opportunity to develop these trainings for other platforms. So we can do synchronous training, asynchronous, but we also uh, now are working with a learning management system. So we are working to load up all of our trainings onto this learning management system so that professionals and parents or caregivers can register and go on the system and take the trainings at their leisure. Um, School districts will contract with us so that they can then offer this opportunity to parents, but a parent, any parent who's interested in learning more about a particular topic can, can register, pay a small fee, and then take, take the trainings. 
That's great. I think accessibility is huge. We've talked about this, you and I, over the years, but certainly here at Anderson with so many families um, that we know, one of the things that's most important is being able to access resources when you need it. I think this is one of the things you've said many times, when you need it, where you need it, because sometimes a parent can't take a training at four o'clock in the afternoon. Exactly. um, But they can do it at two in the morning when (laughs) they're up anyway, to be quite honest. Um, So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have some exciting new news about consulting and get into some details of some new trainings. This is One in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. Alone, our reach is limited. No matter how great our intentions, on our own, we can only stretch so far. But at Rotary, we believe the right group of people working together can make our communities, our world, a better place. Rotary is a worldwide network of community volunteers dedicated to helping people in need. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion. Okay, forest animals, today is a new day. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow. Yes? Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. Okay, river. Dude. How's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless relaxation. Ah, good. Owl, you here? Quash. Who's asking? I am. Look, you know the drill. Sleep during the day, scare the kids at night. Perfect. I love my job. Uh, oak tree? Sup? Still in the same place I left you last year. That's what I like. Consistency. Well, it's not like I'm going anywhere for the next couple hundred years. I know. I love it. Uh, turtle. Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Ugh, he's late every morning. You'd think he would have learned by now to leave the night before our meetings. Okay. Squirrel. Has anybody seen Mr. Squirrel? The forest has been preparing just for you. Visit a forest near you today. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. And now, 1 in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and today I'm talking with Kathleen Marshall, Director of Program Services and many other things, um, now now showing in a consultation department at Anderson. Um, <laughs> Kathleen and I have been talking about uh, her background and also the evolution and growth of the consultation department at Anderson kind of covering why it exists, what the impact is, how it's grown, who the team is. Um, and I think now would be a perfect time to announce that uh, that you are going to have a new name. You have a new fresh name. Would you like to be the one to say it? <laughs> sure. Uh, up until now, our department has been known as Anderson Center Consulting. But because we have really done so much work on the training side, we thought it, it would make sense to add that. So we will be known as Anderson Center Consulting and Training, just to highlight the important work that we do in offering training to everyone. Well, congratulations. I'm very excited. It also makes a nice acronym called ACT. <laughs> yeah. so you may hear us moving forward talking about uh, ACT or ACCT. It's not accounting. Don't be worried. <laughs> that always stresses me out. But uh, but I'm very excited about it. And, and you said before, Kathleen, um, when you were introducing yourself that you're a special education teacher and you sort of love that role and, and see yourself as having that kind of brain. Um, just having known you for so long and, and gone through trainings that you've provided and, and you gave me my first tour of Anderson, the school building <laughs> way back when, um, 
you really do have that way about you. It's like, I, I could almost listen to you train me on anything because you have such a great way of breaking things down. Well, thank you. And uh, well, I think it's important to point out because it's a growing field, right? There are organizations that offer different types of consultation and various trainings, but, um, but what I think, what I hear anyway about Anderson's consulting and training team and your style is that you're adaptable and right. that you can kind of walk into any setting and say, this group is at this level and can go from here up. This group is really coming in yes. really cold, doesn't have a lot of information and we're going to adapt. Um, and I think that that's, uh, again, something that, that sets you apart and makes it a really attractive um, uh, opportunity for obviously districts, first responders, families, but there's kind of no end to who can benefit from autism training, um, especially these days uh, when the numbers continue to rise and and the community continues to, I keep saying it sort of expands and gets smaller at the same time. It's sort of like yeah. everybody knows somebody with autism. So you, so it's, it's just our community. It's not the autism community and then the, you know, right. other community, it's really everybody. So, um, so I just feel like I had to say that. Um, so Anderson Center Consulting and Training, um, do you have any new trainings or new types of trainings that you'd like to highlight today? Yes. Um, as far as pro- on the professional development side, one that I'm excited about, and I think it's because I'm fascinated by how the brain works, but it is uh, essential classroom components, and um, it really takes research that shows us what are effective supports to have in a classroom. And we put that into kind of a package for districts so that we can go in do a baseline assessment and then consult to them uh, on what pieces they may still have to put in place. So that's a great one. But then also executive function. That is a very popular topic right now. Um, And one that I think is really, really important for educators to understand. Um, There's so much that we're learning about how the brain works works, not just for the autistic brain, but also for individuals that have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So um, I I would highly suggest people take the executive function training that we offer. And then on the parent side, we offer one as well, because kids with executive function um, struggles, whether you have autism or ADHD or not, um, that can pose quite a challenge to parents, especially just to get homework done. Mm -hmm. So we have a, a training for parents just to understand what executive function skill deficits are and what can you do at home to kind of um, work on those and improve those areas. Um, We have a new one coming on board for all parents, really, depending upon the age of, of your children, about toileting. Because that is always an area of concern, again, whether your child is on the spectrum or not, right? Yeah. Everyone needs to we'll know. Talk about something that has that. Direct, direct connection to quality of life for literally <laughs> everybody. And it really is, especially for kiddos who have more complex needs, mm-hmm. um, those with some intellectual uh, disabilities, being able to independently toilet is a really important skill. And so parents of children of all ages who are struggling in this area can benefit from that particular training. Um, Another one that we're we're getting 
a lot of response to is one that we developed for bus drivers and transportation personnel. Um, that is often an, a time where there's not a lot of quote unquote professionals or educators or administrators around to support those transportation personnel. And they're dealing with some, some instances where children are very stressed or just not at their best. And um, we can impart some, some information and strategies that can help. That one is, I, I hadn't heard about that one. That's great. I know that um, just from the admission standpoint for programs, for example, like Anderson's residential or day program, and there's, there's a multitude of other day programs for students right. in the state. Um, there's a requirement that students who have needs get placed, you know, get the appropriate educational setting. But some of those settings could be an hour yes. or a two hour long bus ride. So right. the difference between somebody, you know, if somebody loves riding the bus, okay. But a lot of folks, it's just too much after a while. Yeah. And and if you think about being on a school bus, even with if you have a wonderful driver and a wonderful aide who's yes. there, um, and maybe you come with things to keep yourself busy, eventually you want to get off that bus. And it just makes me think that, um, especially for folks who may be uh, non-vocal and are communicating in different ways, can really feel stuck and that you might see some some challenging behaviors. And then you're on a bus, which makes the safety a really big uh, factor. That's great. Has that been well-received by transportation staff? Yes, very. Awesome. What else? Um, Well, there's a package that we offer on the professional development side that I think districts would uh, be smart to take advantage of. And that is all around functional behavior assessment and the development of a behavior intervention plan. We have identified um, how districts can develop those supports so that they're um, they're paralleling the regulatory things from SED. <laughs> so uh, we want to make sure that we're developing those plans so that we're congruent with SED regulation. Yeah. So um, those are some, we, yeah, those are, those are not the most flexible regulations. So you need to exactly. be within those. So you you want to be in compliance. Yes. Okay. So we have one that helps people understand how to do an, a functional behavior assessment or an FBA how to write the behavior intervention plan. And and we don't author those plans, but we can help the personnel in school districts who are responsible for that. Uh, And then I think the most important part of that three-part series is training the classroom personnel on how to implement the behavior intervention plan. Because oftentimes we forget that TAs may not have had any training in this area and they are the ones implementing the plan and taking the data. So I think that is a really important uh, training topic for districts. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, I've even seen it here. I mean, there's there has been over the years, sometimes some big gaps between the people who have very, very specific professional training in um, in these plans, trying to work with people who are saying, I'm working with this person every day. I love this student with all my heart and I'm dedicated to helping them succeed. But, you know, it's really hard to just be handed a plan and say, just do this. So I think that's, that's well-deserving of the attention. Um, And that you said was a package for districts and they can, they can so purchase the whole thing and then they get all of that. Yes. Great. I think that is a great investment. Um, Is there anything else, Kathleen? I want to make sure we leave a minute or two just to make sure people know how to get in touch with you all. Yes, you can go to Anderson's website, 
and go to the community section and you will find consulting listed there. Um, One important thing I'd like to mention is if, if anyone professionals or parents have ideas on trainings that they'd like, we want to hear that from people. We'd love to develop things where there's a need for it. So please let us know, but all of our contact information is there in under that consulting tab. Wonderful. And under the way on the website, which is andersoncenterforautism.org, go to the community tab and click down. You'll be able to meet some of the team and get their contact information and learn more about all the offerings. But I think that's another thing to underscore. We, one of the other things that I think sets, sets you guys apart is you don't come at this saying, we know what everybody needs to know. I think you come at it with a strong confidence in certain things that everybody ideally has some familiarity with and maybe some Mm -hmm. levels of expertise, but an openness to what you just said before. If there's a training that you're looking for that you haven't seen, but you know you want it, ask us because you know. You could you could be the next contestant on the Anderson <laughs> Consulting and Training, um, you know, development of of a training. So I love this, Kathleen Marshall. Thank you so much for being on the show today and talking about uh, Anderson Center Consulting and Training, the new name which you will now start seeing everywhere with its fabulous new logo. And um, and please take advantage of our offerings. We're here to support you as members of our community um, through your school districts um, directly with families through all of the grants that you mentioned, Kathleen. Um, And thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you. It's my pleasure. This is One in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to One in 44, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.